At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Betting Across America comes to you from Las Vegas and the tri-state area here on the Sports Betting Network. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us, us being Adam Candy, here in the West, Scott Seidenberg in the East. We have one NFL preseason game that's just about to get underway, and we'll share a piece of information with you about that that might affect how you're interested in betting that game. Plenty of baseball talk with a full slate of games, and also at 1045 here on the West Coast, 145 for Scott. Derek Cardi, VEASAN contributor and a very smart guy on baseball, will check in with us to run through some of his thoughts on not only what's coming up today in the major leagues, but some looks forward at futures for the division, for the leagues, for the World Series, for the awards, uh, everything on the diamond. Derek Cardi will have that for us coming up in just a little bit. Scott, the game we just referenced, of course, is the Dolphins and the Bears. That game just about to kick off. Uh, Matt Nagy has told us a couple of things. He does expect Andy Dalton to see a little bit of time, his ostensible starting quarterback. But Justin Fields will play 
the rest of the first half and some of the third quarter as well here for the Chicago Bears. They are favored at home against the Miami Dolphins. That has now moved out to three and a half uh, in favor of the Bears. I guess that that half is probably on the news of Justin Fields getting a little bit more time with a total of 36 Miami and Chicago. Uh, on the other side, Tua Tungavailoa is going to get a little bit of time for the Miami Dolphins. So, Scott, we've talked plenty about what we expect on the Chicago side. What are you hoping to see with the Miami Dolphins and Tua's first start in his second year as a starter? Uh, clean football. And I think that's what uh, Brian Flores is kind of stressing, right? Uh, play solid on defense, uh, but don't make mistakes on offense, okay? So Tua, Jacoby Brissett, uh, you know, limit the turnovers and play a clean football game. That's going to be really what this team is preaching. Uh, I don't may, – maybe – there are going to be a couple of shots down the field. Don't know if we'll see that. I think this is going to be more of a controlled approach here from the Dolphins, kind of going through, a, I don't want to say methodical, but you know they're going through the motions here, trying to play a clean football game, and uh, most importantly, like everybody in the preseason, get out healthy. They know what they have. There's no real position battles here, uh, maybe for some of the other backup spots, but uh, they know that two is their guy. Uh, they're going to want to protect him, and they're going to want to protect protect some of their other players as well. So I see them really just trying to focus on defense and playing a clean football game, not really taking too many chances here in this first preseason. If you read some of the tea leaves that have come out of training camp with the Dolphins, you do get the sense that they're going to open up the offense a little bit here for Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, some of the players have raved about the fact that he has been able to throw the ball down the field a little bit more. When I say down the field, Scott, don't get me wrong. With Tua, that just means beyond 10 yards uh, with where <laughs> to fire it because uh, Tua Tungavailoa was a check down Charlie All-Star last year within that offense. But, I mean, look, you, you bring in Will Fuller, you have Devontae Parker, you have uh, Mike Kosicki at tight end, and, of course, you draft Jalen Waddell. You should have a lot more off, uh, offensive weapons for him to use uh, over on the Chicago Bears side. Of course, Justin Fields gets this extended run. Do you think there's any way Justin Fields plays his way into a starting job? I would hope so. I think a lot of Bears fans would hope so, but uh, I don't think that's going to be the case uh, in week one, at least. I think they really are, you know, dead set on starting Dalton to begin the season. I don't think that they should. I feel like maybe there'll be, there'll be some outside pressure to start fields, especially if he looks good in the preseason, but from all indications, this is Andy Dalton's team to start the season. And then we'll see Justin Fields eventually, but he, you said, could he play his way into it? I think he could play his way into the outside pressure, the media and the fan base calling for him to start and trying to influence uh, Matt Nagy. Look, keep in mind, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are in the last year of their contracts. They need this team to win right now. And so anything that shows up in this preseason that gives these guys the impression it's going to help them win right now is what they're going to do. And if Justin Fields is electric, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be able to hold him off. I think they're going with the idea of Dalton as the starter to keep the pressure off themselves, to keep the pressure off Justin Fields. But if Justin Fields comes out and looks like Justin Fields in the college football playoff, it's going to be him starting week one. It's VEASAN's Betting Across America here from Las Vegas and the East Coast. It is Adam Candy here. It is Scott Seidenberg there. Let's talk general philosophy of NFL preseason betting here, Scott, because uh, we've spent a little bit of time 
digging down on the Dolphins and the Bears here in this game that's just kicking off right now. We have nine more preseason games coming up today. It's week one for just about everybody except for the Cowboys and the Steelers who played the Hall of Fame game. Uh, there are folks who are of the camp to say, listen, there's a lot of variance involved here. We have to try to get a lot of information out of coaches when it comes to local reports of who will play, who won't play, how aggressive they plan to be uh, with their first and second units in these games. And there are those who say, I don't want to get involved in it. There are those who think that this is a very sharp betting opportunity because of the fact that the books don't know as much about who's going to be playing, right? You see, when you look down the lines today, you see every game is lined very conservatively with the exception of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cincinnati Bengals. You're seeing lines that are basically within a field goal, totals between 35 and 37. Every game has basically been treated the same way. So you personally, how do you like to handle the preseason in the NFL? Uh, mostly I stay away unless I see a good angle. Um, and those good angles could come from, as you mentioned, the coaches giving out some information about who's going to play in these matchups. You know, I think there's a good angle here with the Kansas City Chiefs because Andy Dalton said that the starters are going to play in the first quarter and they're going to get as many reps as possible because he is treating this uh, like he would any other preseason despite the, the lack of a game here. So uh, I, I think there's a good angle there. I think there's a good angle with um, the Broncos because of the quarterback competition between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. But I'm not in a rush to bet NFL preseason games. I'm waiting to see if there's information that I can find that gives me any type of advantage over the line. And like I mentioned, the quarterback competition in Denver is something that I absolutely love to see during the preseason because I think both guys are going to go out there and they're going to try and score and try and impress and win a job. You mentioned the uh, Jaguars earlier. I think Gardner Minshew is on a mission to prove that he deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league. So those are some angles that I tend to look for motivation as opposed to who's just trying to get out of this game healthy. Tutanga Vailoa is starting this game, by the way, for the Miami Dolphins, just through a very nice deep out that was dropped. And so if you're looking to glean information, you look at least to the point to say, can Tua make the throw? I believe that was uh, Gasicki on that out, had the ball in his hands, couldn't hold on on about a 15-yard pass. So uh, I do have the Bears in the first half in this game laying two and largely on the idea of I don't think two is going to see a lot of time for them. The Bears have a lot more to work out here in the first half than the Dolphins do. But in general, Scott, I'm not someone who bets a lot of NFL preseason because of the information deficit, because I frankly, and you have to know your limits as a better, and I'm not just talking about the money, talking about your limits in terms of being able to gather smart information. Uh, there are a lot of folks this year who will turn away from Major League Baseball and start to get more into the NFL and do their prep, not only for the regular season, but in the preseason. And they're looking at these things a lot more closely. I tend to follow baseball pretty closely. And so I think this is a good time to stay with baseball when the moves on some of these games might not be as dramatic as they would be at other times of year when you don't have as much money as many sharp people staying with baseball this late into the season. Anybody who's ever played in the fantasy league kind of knows the way this goes. If you play season long fantasy baseball, a lot of your managers start to make less transactions to kind of drop off. If they don't really have a way to win the league this time of year, you start mm -hmm. seeing them getting ready for fantasy football. Uh, yeah. That's kind of how things tend to go uh, with the betting side as well. And we're going to get to major league baseball here 
in just a minute, but you mentioned uh, one of the games coming up later that I think is worth talking about with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and talked about the fact that Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew will both see some measure of time in this game. Urban Meyer, what does he have to prove? We're, we're, we're going to find out here for game one for Coach Meyer in the NFL. The Jags are three-point favorites. Uh, they have the juice to minus 20 on them for what I'm seeing. 36 and a half is the total. They have the Cleveland Browns coming in. Uh, the rumors out of Cleveland or the reports, as we've seen, not going to see a lot of the starting unit for the Browns tonight. Yeah, and, and look, I think the Gardner Minshew angle is a good one because he he's he has to prove something here. Uh, he said all the the right things, I guess. You know, he wants to be a starting quarterback. He thinks that he deserves to be a starting quarterback, and he actually has really good numbers in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Uh, you know, when it comes to the touchdowns versus the interceptions, you know, I I don't think people are really fair to Gardner Minshew in terms of the success that he has had. Uh, maybe the wins and losses haven't been there, but uh, he has certainly been capable of playing at this level. So he's going to be on a mission to play, and I think that that's really something that you have to look at in this matchup is what you're going to get from Minshew when he's on the field with that second unit or possibly with some leftovers from the first unit. I mean, look, Gardner Minshew, we saw, at least gave that team a chance, uh, and that is something that the Jacksonville Jaguars needed plenty of last year in particular, a year before as well, but they didn't have a lot of chances last year in losing 15 consecutive games, and they clearly were trying to lose as many games as they could uh, in that tank with Mike Lennon going out there for some time as well. So the Jacksonville Jaguars likely to give Gardner Minshew some decent run here tonight as he tries to showcase himself, maybe potentially for a trade somewhere, maybe for another uh, job coming up in the offseason, maybe just in case Trevor Lawrence has a really rough uh, beginning to his rookie year and the Jaguars don't want to tank the season away. We shall see what they ultimately decide to do here tonight. Plenty more NFL preseason action with information for us to glean. Let's talk about the two games that we spent a little bit of time on earlier, but they both have quarterback competitions that are probably the two most open competitions in the NFL, uh, despite the fact that in Jacksonville, uh, Urban Meyer's trying to make it sound like a competition, but come on, uh, we know what's going to happen there. Uh, Denver at Minnesota. Broncos have flipped to the favorite here, as you mentioned earlier, two and a half point favorites in Minnesota. 34 and a half is the total. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater will both see the field. We have no idea who's going to play quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings uh, because we obviously know they've had uh, COVID concerns in their quarterback room. Clearly, Kirk Cousins did not get the plexiglass case up around himself soon enough because he's still a close contact uh, and has been on the COVID list this week. What do you think about what's going on tonight between the Denver Broncos and the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, you mentioned it right there. Both Cousins, uh, Kellen Mond, and Nate Stanley, you know, had to take time away from practice because of COVID protocols. Uh, they have injuries to other players, key player like Justin Jefferson. And, and the quarterback battle is something that uh, I mentioned before. I love that angle when it comes to betting on preseason games because both guys are going to do their absolute best here to try and score, not trying to get out of the game healthy, but trying to prove something here. So they're going to take chances. They're going to make plays, uh, whether whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, I think rightfully so. The Broncos are favored in this game. There's a reason why it flipped, and I'm going to back that flip. I think the Broncos do come away with the win here, and I think that it's going to be because of those two quarterbacks. This Denver Broncos roster outside of the quarterbacks is stacked. They're going yeah. to be very good. It's an average offensive line, but this defense is great. The receivers are great. They're going to be fantastic in the secondary. Um, 
I think that the Denver Broncos have a really interesting choice to make when it comes to Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater because you know what you're going to get with Teddy. It's going to be steady performance. Maybe he's the guy that leads you to seven, eight wins this year. I think Drew Locke has both range of outcomes possible. I think he could be awful and you end up tanking and getting a real quarterback. I think Drew Locke, because he loves to sling the ball down the field, could luck his way into some wins that he didn't expect that he would be able to, that Vic Fangio didn't expect that they would be able to, and maybe they somehow win 10 games and sneak into the playoffs. Uh, What's your evaluation of the Denver Broncos quarterback situation and what you think they should do? Well, there's a lot of pressure on John Elway, right, Um, to hit on the quarterback, and Drew Locke was maybe his last chance. Um, So that's why there might be some kind of – you know, onus on putting Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback here. Uh, Because if they don't hit on this, well, then you're right. Uh, Everyone might be looking for new jobs, and they're certainly going to be looking for a quarterback. So that's one angle. And then with Bridgewater, it's, yeah, it's you know what you're going to get, but he's also reliable as a backup. And the backup quarterback position is something that, sometimes goes overlooked in the NFL, but having a veteran presence there helps the starting quarterback. And it makes your team feel more confident should there be some type of injury. If, let's say, they decide to start Teddy Bridgewater and he goes down, Drew Locke then comes in, there's no plan B. At least if Drew Locke is the starter and something happens to him, you're comfortable having Teddy Bridgewater take over this football team. So in terms of just being prepared, that might be the other angle to look at as to who's going to be the starter and who's going to be the backup. Well, the Broncos have a very interesting choice to make. Uh, I I do believe ultimately it's going to be a question of does Vic Fangio get to make this choice or does it come from higher than him? Because Fangio is a defensive coach who probably wants to minimize the amount of variance he gets out of his quarterback. That will lead you to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, But, they were very clear, George Payton, the GM, in the fact that he felt like he owed it to John Elway to give Drew Locke another season. Well, if you're giving Drew Locke another season, not giving Drew Locke another season to sit him on the bench. Mm-hmm. He is the mm-hmm. betting favorite to take the first snap in week one, but it's not as large as some of the other quarterback competitions we've seen in terms of the number uh, out around 135, uh, minus 135 on Locke, around plus 125 on Teddy Bridgewater to take that first snap for Denver uh, in game one of the regular season. Other quarterback competition that we've spent some time on is the New Orleans Saints and the uh, Baltimore Ravens tonight. It is the Ravens laying one and a half with a total of 36. This game being played in Baltimore. We know plenty about uh, the discussion of John Harbaugh as a bet on in the preseason. But, of course, the Saints are a wild card here, right, Scott? Uh, we don't know what the situation is going to be with uh, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And now we get news today that... Uh, Michael Thomas and the Saints might be headed toward a breakup sooner than later. So overall, I I don't know with the Saints because I don't know where their mindset is. I don't know how much the Michael Thomas situation is affecting them. And we really don't know uh, who has the edge in terms of becoming the starting quarterback. Yeah, distractions. Uh, certainly, the preparation is is going to take a hit here with the distractions. Uh, even the distraction of Jameis Winston falling through tackling pads. Right, you know, <laughs> bad social media is uh, can can be a distraction at sometimes. Uh, this is just a transition year for the Saints. Uh, it's going to be a down year for them. Uh, every team has to go through it at some point. This is the year for them. I don't like them in this season. I don't like them in this game. Uh, to me, it's just a fade of the Saints. Not so much a by of the Baltimore Ravens. 
Tua Tagovailoa on the deep cross to Mike Kosicki, about a 50-yard pickup for the Miami Dolphins here, and they are well within the red zone, down about the seven-yard line as they look to get the first score of the game against the Chicago Bears. Tua went three and out on his first drive. Bears followed suit behind Andy Dalton. We still expect Justin Fields to get some significant run here. About five minutes into the first quarter, no score between Miami and Chicago. Uh, Going back to the Saints here for just a moment, uh, Jameis Winston, I think, is the guy that you start if you believe this offense is going to be high-powered with a guy like Michael Thomas. Uh, I just don't think Michael Thomas, with everything we've heard, is going to be out there on the field for 16, 17 games this year, even if he is, air quotes, healthy, because he's not happy with the organization. He's not going to push it. He's getting the ankle surgery. Uh, This seems like something that has to break up for this team to have any chance. And beyond Michael Thomas, that Saints receiving core is R-U-F-F rough. Uh, It is something that is going to lead, I believe, to Taysom Hill getting more run as Sean Payton tries to find more ways to trick this offense up and more ways to generate points without being able to do it in the way they've done it in years past with Drew Brees. Elsewhere in the – oh, sorry, Scott, I didn't realize you had uh, more to add there. No, I was going to say, yeah, and then, you know, they're going to rely on Alvin Kamara. But the thing is that everybody knows that, right? So you're going to see stacked boxes against them, and they're going to dare either Jameis Winston or, you know, Taysom Hill to beat them down the field. And we know Jameis is prone to the interception. So uh, that that's going to be something to, worth watching. Gave us a good breakdown earlier, Jets and Giants, on the Jets side of things in terms of what to expect Zach Wilson will come in and play a couple of series, and then it's on to some uh, lesser-known names in terms of the backup quarterbacks. Let's take this over to the New York Giants side for a minute as they are catching two-and-a-half in this battle between the Jets and Giants, 33-and-a-half. Daniel Jones is not going to go. Uh, Mike Lennon gets the run uh, for the New York Giants tonight. You're not going to see much in terms of the first team for the Giants Uh, What do you make of the Giants side of this? What are you expecting to see out of NYG in this game? Uh, probably some sloppy football play. Um, it's going to be Mike Glennon and Clayton Thorson as the quarterbacks. The starting offensive line will play, though, but this is a Giants team that has had a rough training camp. Uh, Joe Douglas making them run sprints because of all the fights that they've been having uh, during their practices. So uh, I'm not sure how crisp they're going to look without Daniel Jones under center here against the Jets team that is going to want to get after the quarterback. You know, Robert Salah is a defensive coach. The, the the strength of this team has been the D-line so far in training camp and through their inner squad scrimmage. So they're going to want to put pressure on whether it's Glennon or Thorson at the quarterback position. And, and the Giants, they might be frazzled here. Uh, I, I think that there could be some sloppy play here from the, from the big blue. Uh, yeah, what they've been doing in the preseason, I mean, Judge is running sort of a high school slash college camp with this mm-hmm. team. I'll be interested to see how he handles the first half here uh, and whether he decides to push it at all if he doesn't think he's getting the effort he wants out of his first team, if he keeps some of those starters out there. Of course, with pro football focused 32nd ranked offensive line out there, kind of tough to tell the difference between the first team and the second team anyway uh, for the Giants as they're going to have lots of trouble up front throughout the season, no matter uh, who's out there for them. 
We have a full slate of preseason, of course. We're going to talk to you about some of those other games coming up in a bit. We've got Derek Carter to talk Major League Baseball in 25 minutes as well. Stay with us. We've got another hour and a half here on VEASAN's Betting Across America from Las Vegas and the Tri-State area. Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg bringing it to you live on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Betting Across America from VEASAN, presented by BetMGM. Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg taking you through not only what's coming up today in Major League Baseball and the NFL preseason, but checking in on college football, which is just two weeks away. Week zero gets started right before Labor Day. Then Labor Day weekend brings some big games, including Clemson 
and Georgia. And let's go ahead and check in on a couple of those teams when it comes to their odds to reach the college football playoffs. Scott, um, what you have to keep in mind here is that the path for a lot of these teams is pretty darn clear when it comes to <laughs> their conferences. Uh, we've talked about Oklahoma and the Big 12. Uh, we've talked about Clemson and the ACC, although I think North Carolina uh, is, a, is a reasonably competitive team uh, for them to have to deal with when it comes to the ACC. And, of course, in the Big Ten, it's uh, Ohio State and the also-rans when it comes to winning that championship. Clemson is a 10-to-1 favorite uh, to make the college football playoff. Alabama, minus 350. Ohio State, minus 275. Oklahoma, minus 225. Then you get into the plus prices with Georgia, plus 160. Uh, Matt Campbell and Iowa State at plus 450. Jimbo and the Aggies at 5-1. to one. Oregon and USC out of the Pac-12 at 6-1. to one. Scott, how would you approach this overall? So here's what I would do, and I would recommend that anybody do this. When you look at any of these teams that you like to make the college football playoff, bet them to win their conference because they're not making the college football playoff without winning their conference, unless you're talking about maybe an Alabama or a Georgia, let's say both of them go undefeated into the SEC title game, there's a chance that the loser of the SEC title game still gets into the college football playoff. But Oklahoma minus 225 to, to make it to the college football playoff, they're minus 180 to minus 200 to win the Big 12. So bet them to win the Big 12 as opposed to betting them to make the college football playoff. Georgia at plus 160 to make the college football playoff, you can get plus 230 to win the SEC. So more money value on betting them to win the conference as opposed to getting to the college football playoff. Same thing, you don't have to lay minus 1,000 on Clemson or minus 350 on Alabama. You just get much better pricing if you bet them to win the conference as opposed to the college football playoff because they're going to have to win the conference in order to get to the college football playoff. So like I said, Oklahoma, instead of minus 225, take them at minus 200. At Georgia, instead of plus 160, take them at plus 230. Those are the angles that I would look at here for these bets. I don't want anything to do with the Pac-12 teams uh, for sure. Uh, Oregon, USC have a lot to overcome. I mean, a lot to overcome in perception to be able to get that far. Uh, when it comes to the teams you just mentioned, I like the way you're looking at it. I can make you a case with Georgia that maybe if they beat Clemson and then lose to Alabama later in the year in the SEC championship, there's probably still a way in for uh, Georgia at that point. We're going to learn a lot from that Georgia and Clemson game. Um, Oklahoma, as you mentioned, at minus 225. Again, I, I don't love the price, but the thing is, when it comes to the Big 12, I understand. Bet them to win the Big 12 because Oklahoma might have the softest non-con of any of the major contenders when it comes to college football. You can talk about Clemson and Georgia have to play each other. Alabama opens with a Miami team that they might blow off the field, but it is at least <laughs> a reasonably competitive side in the top 25 with Derek King coming back. Uh, and there's no guarantee when it comes to that. Ohio State has Oregon, uh, and even though they're a two-touchdown favorite, at home against the Ducks. That is a world-class defense that Oregon's going to bring in there. Obviously, questions at quarterback for the Ducks that Ohio State does not have with C.J. Stroud. But there are not a lot of bets here that are super attractive to me, Scott, largely because the longer shots I don't think have much of a chance to make it. 
So here's an interesting long shot, and uh, if the guys can pull up the odds, that would be great, on North Carolina to make the college football playoff. Now, this is a team that a lot of people are very high on this year. Their win total is at 10. They do not play Clemson in the regular season, okay? And they do play against Notre Dame, and there are you know difficult games on their schedule. But let's say this North Carolina team, who everybody is high on and thinks could win 10 or more games this year, runs through their season undefeated, which would mean a win at Notre Dame. You would rank them most certainly in the top five or top six. And if they beat Clemson and uh, this is a team that wins the ACC, uh, they're going to the college football playoff. So I know it's a long shot, but that could be a very attractive long shot. Not the longest that uh, that you might imagine. Uh, the no is minus 3,000. The yes is 11 to 1 on North Carolina to make the college football playoff. So essentially the path that you just laid out right there. Beeson's Betting Across America returns in just a moment. betting guide is here start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions heisman hopefuls and playoff teams plus power ratings for every team now is also a great time to get your visa all access subscription that includes our college and pro football betting guides along with everything we offer for the entire football season get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all access trial today that's available at visa.com slash subscribe just wrapping up some college football talk here on betting across America from VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Adam Gandy and Scott Seidenberg switching over from the college gridiron to the pro. Scott, it is one of my favorite game shows that we've ever played here at VEASAN. Not that we've played a lot of them, but producer Britton has, has come up with one that I really like, even though I never get the answers right. Um, we're going to do some player comparisons. We're going to take... Three different players, and there are props available on all of these players for how many yards they will have, how many touchdowns they'll have, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to try to guess who we think they should be in terms of the order from most to least. And we're going to start with veteran quarterbacks, most passing yards down to least passing yards. Order these three from most to least here, Scott, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford. Wow. Okay. Um, I'll go Matt Ryan with the most because I think the Falcons will be trailing in games. Uh, You have the addition of Kyle Pitts and you have Calvin Ridley. So despite the loss of Julio Jones, I think they're going to be okay. So I'll go Matt Ryan one. I'll go Russell Wilson two because I think this is going to be a down year for the Seahawks. So I think he'll be throwing the football more. Uh, and he loves the deep ball, obviously, DK Metcalf. And I'll go Matthew Stafford three, because I think that the Rams might be winning late in games and will run the clock out uh, in the fourth quarter. So I'll go Ryan one, Wilson two, Stafford three. Scott, let me give you a little pop quiz, a game inside the game. 
When was the last time Matt Ryan was not in the top five in football in passing yards? Mm, Take a guess at what year. I'm going to say the year he wasn't in the NFL. (laughs) 2012 was the last time Matt Ryan was not a top five quarterback in passing yards. So I will take Matt Ryan, number one. Uh, I will take Matthew Stafford, number two. I think there's a lot of belief in the market that Sean McVay is going to open things up with Matthew Stafford, that there are going to be more deep balls to Robert Woods, that Cooper Cup is going to get more receptions, that you're going to use the running backs on more catch and carry, even without Cam Akers in there. Uh, I'll take Russell Wilson last in this, and it's mostly because I have less than zero belief in Pete Carroll to allow (laughs) Russell Wilson to throw the football. By the first time he throws an interception, Chris Carson's going to be getting 40 carries a game. And that might be a little (laughs) bit of hyperbole, but I do think that uh, Russell Wilson will be last in that. All right, Britain, throw it up on the screen at VEASAN.com. Whoa, Matthew Stafford, number one. Stafford, number one, 4,600 yards. Matt Ryan, 4,450. Russell Wilson, 4,300 uh, would that lead you to an under on Matt Stafford? Uh, yes, that would lead me to an under on Matt Stafford and an over on Matt Ryan. Fair enough. Uh, 4,450 last year in 16 games. Matt Ryan threw for 4,581. Uh, Matthew Stafford in Detroit threw for 4,094. And Russell Wilson threw for 42-12 for Seattle. All right. Deep threat receivers. Who's going to have the most receiving yards of them? Let's start first here with Will Fuller, who moves to Miami, Robbie Anderson, and Chase Claypool, who emerged last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. So Robbie Anderson or Chase Claypool, uh, I would go. That's a tough one. Uh, I think maybe Fuller probably won Claypool two, Anderson three. All right, so I don't have a lot of belief in Will Fuller's ability to stay on the field. His availability that's, is worse. See, that's the right? that's the only issue, right? right. That's like, the position. When healthy, he is he is a very good talent. When not healthy, he's not on the field. So. No, I mean Will Fuller played 11 games last year, and 879 yards is what he pulled down. But his yards per reception, 16.6 yards per reception, put him in the top 30 in the NFL. So you obviously have to factor in that uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa is not necessarily the guy you want throwing that ball long to him. So I'll actually put Will Fuller last in this. I'm going to go Chase Claypool. I think this is the year that Chase Claypool really emerges as the man in Pittsburgh. Um, We know that Juju Smith-Schuster is not a deep threat. Uh, We know that Washington was upset after the first preseason game and wanted to trade out of there. And Chase Claypool has shown the deep ability. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more than they expect because that offensive line is not going to be able to block for Najee Harris. So I will actually go one uh, Chase Claypool, two Robbie Anderson, three Will Fuller. The reveal, please. Robbie Anderson, Chase Claypool, and Will Fuller. Robbie Anderson, 975. Chase Claypool, 900. Will Fuller, now, 875. This this doesn't surprise me because could the Robbie Anderson, Sam Darnold thing be the reason that he is the number one out of this group? Does that familiarity with being Darnold's guy from the you know their season that they played together with the Jets, you know, maybe there's the trust, the trust factor there. Maybe that's why Anderson could be the, the top one out of, of this trio. 
Chase Claypool had 873 yards last year. <laughs> last year. That is a clear over to me. That is a clear <laughs> over to me on Chase Claypool. Uh, Robbie Anderson uh, with the quarterback situation of Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him last year had 1,096 yards. Uh, so unless you think that's a downgrade, not sure I would uh, not sure I would want to bet an under on Robbie Anderson. All right, we got to go through this one quickly. Returning from injury, running backs, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey on their rushing yards. Saquon one, Cook two, McCaffrey three. McCaffrey all-purpose yards, though, would be first. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook number one on this list. Christian McCaffrey second, Saquon Barkley third. The Giants offensive line, as I said earlier, is a unit that could be bested by the people in this studio plus you, Scott Seidenberg. So let's go ahead and reveal the numbers on this one for who will have the most rushing yards. Throw it up on the screen at vsan.com. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Oh, my God. I finally got one right. <laughs> oh, we've been doing this for so long. I finally got one. Dalvin Cook, 1375. Christian McCaffrey, 1175. And Saquon Barkley, 1150. Any of those numbers surprise you, Scott? Uh, no. Uh, it's a make or break year for Barkley, though, because if he doesn't have a big year, you know, that that's going to look that's going to turn out to be a very bad draft pick. Spoiler alert. It already is. When we come back here, uh, we're going to have Derek Cardi to talk some Major League Baseball. Uh, he's got some great angles on the day's games and looking forward to the awards season as well. It's VEASAN's Betting Across America live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is nothing like a soccer ball finding the back of the net. And with BetMGM, you can win $100 when a goal is scored. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VEASAN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on New York Red Bulls or Montreal, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team records a goal. The opportunities to score big this season don't stop there. Try BetMGM's one-game parlay feature to make selections within a single MLS game, including team and player props. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet on the New York Red Bulls or Montreal and either team scores a goal. Bet fearlessly at the King of Sportsbooks. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Thanks for joining us here on your Saturday afternoon. Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg on VEASAN's betting across America. Quick update from the Dolphins and Chicago Bears game. Uh, still in the game is Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and he just threw an interception for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Justin Fields has checked in for Chicago. It remains 3-0 Miami with 11:27 remaining in the second quarter. Justin Fields is expected to play through the second quarter and into the third. Interestingly, Andy Dalton got run for a second series. Uh, I'm very surprised to see that much of Andy Dalton in game one. Uh, again, another thing that leads me to believe that it's not going to be long before we see Justin Fields, Scott, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there eventually. We'll get back to football here momentarily. Let's talk a little bit of baseball with VEASAN contributor and all-around Sabre guy, Derek Carty, uh, joining us here on Betting Across America. Derek, welcome. Thanks for giving us a little bit of time on your Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a little bit of a bump from the read that you had on the Field of Dreams game, which turned out to be pretty darn strong in terms of the runs that could be scored. A very hitter-friendly environment uh, in Dyersville, Iowa. We end up with 17 runs, even though uh, a lot of them came late in the game. They still got there and made it quite the easy over. Let's get into Major League Baseball here for today, Derek. Uh, anything in particular interesting to you in terms of sides or totals or props anywhere on the MLB card? Yeah, I think there's actually a lot of value on today's card. Um, and it's a it's a whole lot of underdogs. You can pretty much look at almost any underdog on this card and uh, they're going to have some value today. And it, it's just something we see all the time with baseball in particular because it's such a high variance sport. Uh, people kind of underestimate 
how much of a chance a bad team has of actually winning a game. And that's reflected in, in the odds. And it's uh, been even more pronounced. It feels like since the trade deadline, when we've seen teams trade away some of their, their better hitters, like the Texas Rangers today, I think are one of the, one of the better values on the slate. They traded away Joey Gallo. People look at their lineup and they say, well, I don't know half of these guys. This team looks bad. How can I possibly bet on them? Uh, you bet on them because the odds are good enough because the, you know, 35 to 40% of the time that they're going to win, you're going to get paid out more than all the times that you lose. So I think the Rangers today are a really good value. I think the pirates today are a good value. I think the Rockies, the angels, like teams, the Cubs teams that people think of as bad teams uh, today in particular, there's value on all of them. Well, certainly that, you know, you look at value on money lines is something that you can obviously be attracted to because of the high payout. But in terms of the matchups, like, let's just look at that A's Rangers game. Like I would tend to lean towards the over in this performance. If you think the Rangers are going to be able to hit, but Caprillion last time out just allowed two runs in six innings against them. Lyles was tagged for six runs in five and a third. And Lyles has given up two or more runs in 21 of 20. 23 starts this year. So if you think that the Rangers offense is capable of scoring against Caprillion, then the game total would be the way to go here in this matchup. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly take a look at the game total, but I think also there's a, there's a chance that Caprillion just comes down to earth and uh, you know, they, they win a closer game. You know, he's got a three, two, two ERA this year, but his XFIP is 4.37. Every single projection system, mind the bat, steamer, zips, uh, they all think he's a, you know, he's a, a four plus ERA guy, maybe four, four, five plus ERA guy. So I think that's also probably part of why the odds look the way they do, because Caprillion's not as good as he's actually looked this year. Derek Cardi joining us here on Betting Across America. Derek, I said earlier on the show, and I said with the caveat of God help me, that I was actually taking a look at Jorge Lopez in the first five today with the Chris Sale return, largely because of the fact that Lopez, three of the last four starts, two earned runs or less, and maybe the price was getting a little bit out of hand with Sale coming back. Uh, I am all the way here for you to talk me out of this. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my first five model right now, and it, it really likes Boston. It sees Boston as one of the best first, first five Thank values you. today. Um, Chris Sale, I mean, it's we don't know what we're going to get with Chris Sale because he hasn't pitched in so long. But every single time Chris Sale has ever taken the mound in Major League Baseball, he has been an elite pitcher. He's been one of the top three pitchers in baseball every single time. Even his last full season, whatever it was, 2019, when his ERA was high, he was having some bad luck. His peripherals were incredibly good. And so, yeah, we maybe need to expect some rust. Maybe he's not going to be the same guy right away. But uh, I think odds are Chris Sale is still going to be a pretty good pitcher. And uh, and I definitely like a lot of his – I like a lot of his bets today. I like this first five for the Red Sox. Um, when I was looking this morning, his, uh, his strikeout prop was six and a half, and I have him projected for over eight. And there was positive money on it. It was like plus 120, I think. So, uh I really like Chris Sale today. I'm I'm bullish on him and pretty much all those bets, uh, you know, regarding him. 
Yeah, and to back you up, in his last uh, tune-up start at AAA Worcester, he struck out eight batters in four and two-thirds scoreless innings. So Chris Sale looking pretty good against some AAA competition. I want to talk about the San Francisco Giants here, Derek, because they're they're my favorite team to bet on in Major League Baseball. Why? Because they've won me the most money this season. Uh, They've won six (laughs) straight games, and they're playing against the Rockies, who are 12-43 and as away underdogs. But the run line is where I look at here. And normally I wouldn't pick home teams on the run line because you're not guaranteed that ninth inning at bat, but 73 of the San Francisco Giants' 75 wins have covered the run line this year. They uh, are the best team in Major League Baseball on the run line. 73 and 43 is their record. 55 of the Rockies' 65 losses this year have failed to cover the run line. Last night was a miracle cover when the Rockies scored two in the ninth inning thanks to a two-run home run, or else the Giants would have won that game by more than two runs. So I like the Giants here laying the run and a half. How do you see this matchup? The Giants are one of the most controversial controversial teams in, in baseball right now, especially when it comes to betters, because they've been so good this year But all the math says they can't possibly stay this good. Like Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford and guys like this shouldn't be having career years at age 34. Like you have to expect some regression to come. And it hasn't yet. It hasn't yet. Um, But I still am expecting it. I think the value is on the Rockies today. um, And I'm willing to continue being wrong on the Giants because generally in these cases, it does turn around. And so uh, I just I don't think the Giants are as good as they've been this year. I think. I just don't. (laughs) Derek, uh, as we look forward to the races that we have down the stretch, obviously we've got a couple of division races that are still competitive, that being one of them. Uh, Who do you like in the competitive divisions that still have races going on to take them down? Yeah, I mean, the odds are are pretty efficient in most of these markets right now. But, I mean, I think the the Rays are the favorite, as the the markets say they are, in uh, in the AL East. I think the Phillies in the NL East. I think the Dodgers over the Giants still for sure. Um, What other divisions are we looking at? Uh, I think that pretty well covers it because there's not much going on in the Central. Uh, There, Some discussion in the West. I mean, uh, there are folks who are, are looking at the surge that Oakland has had and say, can they catch the Astros? I don't think uh, I don't think they can. You know, I, I think the Astros are too good. I think the you know the lead is there. There's not enough time left. Um, I think they would need a stretch of some good luck to be able to pull that off. You know, in the East, you mentioned the Rays being the favorite, but is there value on the Yankees considering the uh, players that they'll have coming back? I know Severino said that he didn't feel. Uh, 100% okay in his tune-up start uh, last night at Somerset, but you expect to get Severino back in September. Corey Kluber will be back as well. You add those two guys into the Yankee rotation, and with all the Chapman expected to come back in the back end of that bullpen, are the Yankees an interesting value here to get back in this race and make this thing really close here in the final weeks of the season? Yeah, the thing is with the Yankees is that they are the best team in this division. Like, they are the most talented team. They have the best players. They've had some bad luck this year. They've had some injuries. Um, the, the the biggest thing working against them is, is time. They're in a hole. They're seven and a half games behind. And there's really just not enough time to be able to make up that kind of lead without a good amount of good luck. And that can certainly happen. And that's baked into the odds. 
I'm trying to see what the actual odds on on them are right now. About a week ago, they were like uh, plus, plus seven hundred. Yeah, plus seven hundred. Yeah, plus plus yeah, that that's probably not enough for me. I, I think seven and a half games behind, uh, I'd want better odds than that. About 30 seconds here, so just a quick question for you, Derek. The NL Cy Young race obviously wide open with DeGrom now shelled for another couple of weeks. Who do you like? Um, sorry, say that one more time. National League Cy Young. Uh, I mean, it's a toss-up. It could be Wheeler. It could be Woodruff. It could be Burns. Um, if I were going to place a bet, I think it's probably I'd, I'd place it on Woodruff, given what the odds were looking like a few days ago when I saw it. Um, you could take a long shot bet on a guy like Aaron Nola. I've seen him at like plus, you know, 1500 or something like that. So uh, it, it's going to be close, though. There, there's no clear favorite. Derek Cardi, all his great work can be found all over the place, but with us as well here at Visa. Derek, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Preseason football rolling on. When we come back, we'll have more look at what's coming up later today, as well as we'll check in on some of the futures as well. It's Beeson's Betting Across America with Adam Gandy and Scott Seidenberg here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.